Hey, Kat. Hi, Carol. How are you doing this week? Pretty much fine. Hello, everybody. This is Pretty Much Fine. I'm Kat. And I'm Carol. And we're here to bring you back to the beautiful world of us, pretty much. <laughs> Not to say pretty yeah. much too much, but look Yikes. at me, branding left and right always. But yeah, this week we're going to tell you about our light fears, our deep fears. With anxiety, let me tell you, we we got a lot of fears, okay? Yeah. <laughs> No shortage. No, that's the word I was looking for. Fucking shit. No shortage of fears here at Pretty Much Fine. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, pretty easy to make my list. Yeah. But first, we're going to bring you the classic, long-awaited Cat and Carol catch-up again. Carol won't tell me anything. Every day I say, how are you? She says, can't tell ya. It's getting dark, you guys. But can't wait to hear about my best friend's life here. On the pod. Hit us with it, Carol. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can just take it away. So my first update is that <laughs> um, I'm re-watching Mad Men. So <laughs> this is probably like the fourth time I've seen it all the way through. I just love the show like so much. It's a must watch. The fourth time? Yeah, for sure. The fourth probably. time. I fell asleep by season two in that show I can't even believe you've watched it four times I tried I wanted to like it Betty was cool but like I didn't even care enough about like the main thing low-key spoiler but not really gonna say it but like how he has like some secret past I'm like I'm not even gonna find out about your secret past because I am a bored yeah well I mean I just love a period piece like I love that kind like that whole era too I might have been Um, able to get into it eventually I didn't give it much of a chance but I did try yeah, I would definitely, I, I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like when it. When did you watch it's this really, four really times? Good, in my opinion. I have not known you yeah. doing so, that. <laughs> I'm just, like, obsessed with, like, the characters of Betty and Ma- Megan Draper. Um, I basically am Betty Draper, like, not gonna lie, relate to her way too much, <laughs> which is bad because she's, like, a pretty, like, problematic character. She's, like, a terrible person. I think that's what I needed to wait for, like, when their relationship gets rocky because the beginning when she's just like perfect little housewife I I was bored because I knew I love a female character never that entertained by a male one sorry um I think I just needed to wait for the seasons where Betty starts yeah well this show was actually like this is like this show came out in like what 2009 I'm like talking about it like it's some revolutionary thing but like it has really good like strong female characters no yeah people always like quote this show as an amazing show I feel like film trash saying that I couldn't get into it but here I'm open and honest so that's that yeah I mean it's okay live your truth like if you don't like it you don't like it but you can tell my anxiety is bad since I'm re-watching not one but two shows because I'm also rewatching Gossip me Girl right too. now for probably the tenth time. You you had been sending me things about Gossip Girl because like probably the most basic thing about us is that we like compare each other to Serena and Blair. Sorry, okay. So basic. Oh my god, it. don't say that out loud. That's embarrassing. I've embarrassed myself already. Jesus fucking Christ. But <laughs> it, it, that's what it is. It is what it is. And you were rewatching it, and I was like. Oh my god like that is the perfect like I'm paying attention but not paying attention show back in it I'm like already on season three already 
Yeah, I'm loving like hearing you like talk about the show because I've seen it so many times. But yeah, I'm rewatching that again. So <laughs> speaking of my anxiety, mental health update. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> update on the old mental health. Carol's rewatching shows again. But if it's not The Office, yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, just because I don't like want to pay for Peacock. They took it off Netflix, so. My anxiety has been like super bad the past week. I had a super fun panic attack Aww, <laughs> last Thursday. They are always fun, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I've been working on like getting back after that. Um, yeah, after we recorded on Thursday, I like updated you about how I was going to go to that comedy show by myself, which is something I would like normally never Carol's do. Carol's journey to unshyness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey, though. We want the lows, too. We don't just want the highs. That's unrealistic. We want the lows. Yeah, well, here's the low. Um, <laughs> we hit it. Given the, the bottom. What they want. Hopefully, this is the bottom. Um, but yeah, so I was going to go like buy my ticket because I hadn't bought it yet. It was This was Thursday night. The show was Saturday for the timestamp. So... I figured I had plenty of time. But anyways, went to buy my ticket. I started to have anxiety, like a little bit of a panic attack because I was just so nervous to like go do something by myself. Like I know it sounds stupid, but I never go anywhere by myself. That's a big, big fear of mine and like a huge trigger for my anxiety. Ding, ding, ding. She already hit hit the theme too. Anxiety trigger. Yeah. (laughs) So my like mini panic attack turned into like a full-blown one went took a shower had a nice cry like cried it out texted you (laughs) texted gabby like asking for like to like hype me up basically to like buy this ticket because i just needed that like i need my friends to gas me up (laughs) so i finally got like gassed up and i went to buy the ticket and it was sold out I was so mad. Stop being a powerful <laughs> bitch and putting that into fruition. So annoying. <laughs> Ask the universe something for me yourself. for once. Because <laughs> it ain't listening to this bitch. They listen to me. The anxiety gods, like, listen to me. That's why, like, even if life. it might have you crying in the shower, you have to book it. We don't have to do anything. No pressure, step by step. But you have to book it, like, right when you think it. And then if you don't go, you don't go. Like, is it, like, $20 or is it expensive? No, it was like 12 bucks. Bam! Boom! Buy it. If you don't go, you don't go. Buy it in the moment. And then if you don't go, whatever. It's $12 out the fucking window. You'll survive. You have a husband. Yeah. Agree. Totally. (laughs) I, like, really had a spiral because of that. I started to spiral right after I saw it was sold out because I was like, oh, my God. If I didn't have anxiety, if I didn't have this, like, full-blown panic attack, like, over something as stupid of this, if I would have just bought the ticket when I thought, like, okay, I want to go, I wouldn't, like, be dealing with this right now. So I got, like, super down because I was just so, like, it sucks. Like, having anxiety sucks because for so many people, this would be such, like, a small, trivial thing to, like, go do. Like, no big deal. Like, hey, I, there's a comedy show near me. I want to go see it. Cool. Buy a ticket. Go. You know, like for other people, they don't like have multiple panic attacks and then get like depressed for a week because they, like their anxiety made them miss out on something. Okay, we'll come back up now. That's okay. We all have been there. Don't beat yourself up over it. You know, fuck Ugh, it. You it didn't go. Sucks, it wasn't though. meant to be. When you go, 
it's going to be amazing. But like, and I get, I've totally been there when I'm just doing like, why is this so difficult? Why can't I just go to bed? Why am I sweating profusely? Like (laughs) I can like truly relate, but yeah, no, forget it. Don't like, I get to beat yourself up. I'm such truly my own worst enemy. I'm a hazard to myself. Don't (laughs) let me get me. But yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I've told you lightly mentioned on the podcast when I went alone, my first birthday in New York, I also got high, worst mistake ever, so paranoid, can't even believe I was in line and going, and I didn't change my thing from two people to one person, because I was like, maybe I'll find you, I'm ready, (laughs) and then the people behind me were like on a date, I'm not kidding, she was like explaining to him like, so I was learning about body language, and they say like, if you're into someone, you're always facing them, like you're knees are towards them so yeah I was wondering why you're always like facing away from me do you want to break up like you have something to tell me um and I'm just like listening oh the whole line I'm like damn like even what did he even say? this bitch has a date and she's fucking listing body language to this that's man me. I'm pissed that's literally me um I don't even I think he was speechless to be quite honest as I would be too and then I get called up into the line and he literally screams so you know the whole town of Manhattan can hear one not two and then crosses it off with a permanent marker (laughs) as permanent as my loneliness (laughs) holy fuck and then the whole comedy show I'm just like chuckling in a corner alone but it was a good show Jessica Kirsten good time glad I went and when you go it's gonna be amazing and I'm gonna be so proud of you but I'm also proud of you (laughs) just for trying and a shower cry thank you (laughs) honestly that's a really nice Nice panic attack, like a warm. Yeah, that's what I do. Warm tear. When things are bad, that's nice. I'm. If I go to the shower, like ugh, I pretty much shit's going. Shit's going down. <laughs> Fuck. Keegan's like, uh oh, the shower's been on for a while. I better hug her later. <laughs> on a like lighter note, so the place that all these comedy shows have like been that I, there were the past like two that I said I was gonna go to was at a bar in Park Circle. I guess this place is like kind of like the comedy like mecca I guess of Charleston like they have an open mic night every Monday that's where I'm gonna do my first open mic the Charleston mecca yeah no seriously (laughs) mark it down that's part of my journey down China I want to get on a stage which I will mention later stage right it was a lot of fun when we went we went like a couple like two years ago I guess I'm not really sure it must have been a while ago but um, it's been closed down, like they haven't done it in over a year because of COVID, but they're like opening back up. They're having their first one on Monday. So I'm going to go, Keegan and I are going to go. So we might go with some friends. So that should be fun. Um, but wow. Can I'm excited to go again. Legit next time I visit, can we do the open mic and like I get drunk yeah. enough to get on the stage, even if it's bad? Yeah. Because before, so now I'm, uh, don't tell anybody 26, but <laughs> I was 25 back in my youth and I <laughs> literally have a still a list on my phone before the pandemic hit so sweet that I had these little dreams before the world shut down but I said five before 25 like I was gonna do five minutes before 25 and then like the universe said no it literally shut down every venue saying <laughs> sorry cat, bad idea but I'm still gonna do no, it you definitely should when I went like 
there were some people that were really good and like really funny, but there was a couple people that just like got up there and completely bombed. Yeah, I can't be the worst so. one in Charleston. Like an open mic in New York, I'd be even more nervous because who knows? But in Charleston, like yeah, no, <laughs> I can't be the worst. Yeah, I there was there was a few bombs. Okay, I might bomb. There was like this one guy who got up there, like said one joke, like a dad joke, and then just like kind of stood there. Oh my god, that's like me hitting on someone. <laughs> Literally, I say a dad it's joke, like and then dad. they just kind of stand there. <laughs> it was, like, a funny joke, but then it was, like, he didn't follow it up with anything else. Like, it was... He, he was hoping He had one crush. sentence, and he had five minutes. Oh. <laughs> and oh stood there, God. and I was like, man, if, if this guy has this much confidence to, like, get up there and do that, like, honestly, anyone can. <laughs> well, see, just like your wedding speech, I'm going to be, like pissing my pants before I get on the stage and then once I'm on they're gonna be blaring the red light and they're gonna make you guys drag me off because I'll be like I love it up yeah, here that's what I needed that's what I needed at my wedding I needed the lights yeah you needed the red light the fuck up. <laughs> Jesus I'm never gonna remember your wedding positively now that was my peak and now it's my pit shut up you know, I'm joking. Yeah, well, make it clear to the audience that that speech fucking killed. I even took screenshots of, like, this is so twisted. This is so narcissistic. But I also had to prove it to myself because I had scaries. Like, you know how the photographer at the wedding, like, took pictures of the audience while they were listening to the speeches? Yeah. Yeah, I screenshotted everyone's face dying laughing. <laughs> and I saved it for myself whenever I got nervous that it was bad. Do you, yeah, do you look at them? Literally, everyone. <laughs> Just be like, see, these people thought it was According bad. to the photos, I was fucking killing it, okay? So I don't need a video. I only need the photos. That's that. Uh, but that was it for my for my catch-up. What's going on with you, Kat? Um, to be honest, like, Arizona, like, took every happiness and joy I had, and now I'm just coasting through life, an empty little raft, waiting to feel something again. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so dramatic. <laughs> Uh, well, like, this is so stupid, but style-wise, because I do love style, I... You have great style. Yeah. Great. You've always had very good fashion sense. Don't make a bitch blush on her own co-hosted <laughs> podcast. Okay. Um, never compliment <laughs> me live on the pod. You know how I get compliments. Oh my god, so annoying. Oh god, I shut right down. Um, anytime someone compliments me, I search their whole body. I scan their body. I'm like, well, I love your shirt and your shoes and your pace and uh, thank you, but never compliment me again. <laughs> um, people pleaser, help me. So yes, I am not on TikTok yet. I swear I'm going to get on it for like our podcast to take us all the way to the fucking top, but I've avoided it like the friggin' plague because I already have enough ADHD and I don't need to be addicted to anything else. Holy shit. But, um, whatever, I'll sacrifice it for being laughed, whatever. But I guess there's this thing right now where, like, TikTokers decided the style this summer is called Coconut Girl, which is, like, Hawaiian shirts, braids in your hair, aquamarine, like, references a lot, which pisses me off because I am the ultimate aquamarine reference. Don't get it twisted. I'm like, wow, I'm inspiring Gen Z without even having a TikTok. That's what I have to tell myself to convince myself I'm original. But um, literally, as I was I – w- I woke up to this this morning in a little post – Learn and I learned about it. I sound so fucking 26 right now, but I as I go to sleep with three braids in my hair, 
for mermaid hair. So fuck off, Gen Z. Fuck right off. Because aquamarine aesthetic is what I've based my life on besides what a girl wants. Moving to London. Don't forget it. But I feel like attacked in a weird way. I feel like my individuality as an Enneagram 4 is being attacked. But it's fine. I'm over it. Um, It's fine. As long as aquamarine. What, you're like, you're upset that these, like... 18, 19 year olds are coming for your style. I just thought I was having a moment. Like, I've been wearing fucking dad Hawaiian shirts since day friggin' one. I've been braiding my hair for waves since, like, I was braces in my teeth. Like, I'm just mad about it, I guess. Well, that's not that's not a hot take. No, you know? oh, no. Okay. Whoa. She's taken just me off my horse. No, I know. None of it's a hot take. <laughs> I just hate that it's, like, like spreading. I hate that it's spreading. Yeah. I mean, and they think they're trendy and that they can yell at us for, like, skinny jeans and shit when I was never in skinny jeans because I was too chunky as a youth. I was wearing Bermuda fucking shorts, okay? Get out of here. (laughs) I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this. But, yeah, I really, like, that's how little of an update I have that I have to talk about fucking coconut girls on TikTok. Well, they're, like, they're kind of, like, they are being, like, oh, early 2000s style was like so cool it is like okay it's fucking weird yeah, i know it was but it's fun. i lived it yeah i'm down for us all to look like paris hilton minus the fact that um i will never wear a low-rise anything in my entire life no these hips lie these hips be lying so i'm not showing them but yeah besides that um I have to go back to New I'm still home because my brother and his girlfriend are visiting for Memorial Day this weekend. And then, you know, I guess I'm going to go back to the great state of fucking New York, baby. And I have to get a new driver's yeah. license there, like fucking June mm-hmm. 8th or something. So that sucks because I would avoid <laughs> going back at least for a little bit and enjoy being on the coast, little toes in the sand. But I guess I have to go like do stuff. That sucks. Yeah, I, like, literally forgot that it's Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Woo! I'm, like, not a big... totally forgot. My boss was like, hey, you don't have to come in on Monday. Like, forgot, but it's Memorial Day. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm never someone that has, like, Memorial Day, Labor Day, like, big plans. And when people do, I'm like, damn. Like, I I don't know. It gives me, which we'll get into, FOMO. Like, I I don't know. It's always just, like, I guess I have to hang out with my family at the beach. (laughs) And then other people are, oh. like, getting hammered at the beach. And I'm just like, why does everyone always have Memorial Day plans? What's everybody out here doing? I feel like it's mostly just because, like, people have that free day off. You know? Yeah. No, I know. I guess I, I, I would understand if I worked again. Maybe that would yeah. help me Your it. life is basically just No, but even in vacation, <laughs> it is so far. In film, we don't usually get, like, days off like that, though, so probably would be fucking miserable on monday if i had a job right now oh yeah i will get a job you guys cat's journey to getting a job (laughs) (laughs) i have been avoiding it because like film truly made me the worst version of myself like i loved being on set and i like i loved it enough that i'm gonna go back make sure but oh my god social cat was dead I couldn't do anything. I was tired all the time. We'd go out and my friends would find me eating tacos in a corner. I just, uh, I'm, I'm not looking forward to not having energy again. I'm so scared. Well, maybe there's, you know, something else you'll find that's like 
similar, but maybe not as many hours. Exactly. Everybody rate, review, subscribe. Pretty much fine. <laughs> Take us all the way to the top so Kat can live her fucking life on the road. I hate commitment. I want... This is, like, ideal for me. If, I, if we genuinely could take this motherfucker to the top podcast empire is like my dream because you can do it anywhere anywhere yeah that's true besides the internet yeah internet connection and not a lot of noise but anywhere yeah it has to be quiet that's actually a pretty big fact i'll find a basement any state don't you fucking tempt me i will find a basement not in florida no basement or it really Uh, i probably won't go to florida so that's fine so cat do you want to get into our deepest darkest fears Ooh, the light the dark let's take them through <laughs> the deep holes of our brains yeah <laughs> well i mean speaking of dark my like big one is oh you're starting I'm dark of the dark <laughs> oh no okay, i'm terrified of the dark really <laughs> yeah so i legit panic and scream um, almost every time Keegan comes home in the middle of the night when he's working nights and I'm asleep. And, oh my god. Like, I literally will, like, scream. He hates it. Um, he's like, hey, non-intruder, and, just the man you married. Holy shit. Yeah. You're not used to it yet? I don't know. I just, like, ugh, I get so scared because it's, like, I just a dark figure in the door. No, I would scream, too. Be like, I would scream. We got a gun recently. Oh, why? Fucking um, hell. Like, literally just, we keep it in a safe. It's in case, like, someone breaks in our house. I swear to God, if the cats get in there and use that gun, you're really going to regret it. The cats? <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> Thank God they don't have opposable thumbs. It's in a safe. Like, you have to put in a code. Whatever. No, I get it. I get um, the peace of mind, for sure. I'm a baseball bat kind of girl. Like, I literally used to sleep next to a baseball bat, but slowly but surely, I've uh, just put it under the bed now. Yeah, well, the problem with a baseball bat is, like, what if they have a gun? <laughs> and you have a baseball yeah, bat. Yeah, well, I bet it right <laughs> out their hands because uh, when you come for <laughs> me, you break the little angry leprechaun that, like, truly, I have a lot of anger to get out. And I got to say, it, it might just be you, buddy. You think you're coming for me, and now you just walked in my own personal punching bag, and I have a right to hurt you because you're trying to hurt me. This baseball bat <laughs> is going straight to the fucking head motherfucker. <laughs> I have like a hero fantasy for myself. Like to save myself from my own murder. To save your own God, life. that's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's like said that he's like afraid that I'm going to like shoot him because I get so scared when he comes home. Obviously, I would never Also, that, it would take a while. You would never spring up, type in the code, open the box. Hopefully by then you would know it was your husband. Yeah, I would absolutely be, like, afraid of hurting a legit real intruder. You know what I mean? Like, I would be too scared. Have you guys gone to a shooting (laughs) range? Because the one mistake with people having guns for safety is they don't actually go to a shooting range. So if the day comes that you got to shoot that motherfucker and that thing backs right back into you because you don't got that strong arm ready to hit it, (laughs) sweetheart. I have, like, shotguns before, so I don't know how to do it. Why are you, like, turning me on live in the podcast? I've shot guns before. All right, Florida over here. Pew, pew, pew. No, it wasn't even in Florida. It was in New York. Oh, okay. My oh, upstate um, father New York. That has guns. Sense. The goddamn Hicks <laughs> of the guns, North. So I've shot them before. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I do. I go back and forth. Like, I believe in the safety and the relaxation of it. But, I mean, there's a horror story for everything. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, I mean, 
It's in a safe, and we're not really planning on like. Was it there it. when I was there? Were you packing heat when I was in town? Mm-hmm. <gasps> we got oh it God. on Valentine's Day, which was a weird day. Ooh, by sexy. <laughs> we got, got a black on Valentine's best. Day. <laughs> What's up? We're at the like armory. Anyone else at that point of their relationship a Glock on Valentine's <laughs> Day? Let us know. Oh my yeah. god, fun, beautiful. That is really beautiful. I hope you guys held hands <laughs> while holding a gun and kissed. No, <laughs> okay, no more guns. We're we're pretty safe girls around here, but we've got to protect ourselves out in the wild west. I'm a don't forget, yeah. I'm a cowboy, baby boo. I got you. <laughs> I want to start with one of my, like, weird ones. I have so many light ones, plenty of dark ones, but let me start with one of my weird light ones, which is knees. I can't look at a knee. I can't look at my own knees. If I stare at someone's knees too long, I literally, I have, my weird version of a panic attack is I just, like, laugh. Like, I literally just start laughing, like, really fast, like a a light hyperventilate, like a, (laughs) like, I genuinely just start laughing. And when I was freshman in high school, my knee popped out. So fucking not even eventful. Like the doctor was like, oh, were you playing a sport running? I was like, um, I was walking in the living room and it just popped right out. <laughs> um, yeah. And like my friend's dad was freaking out. He's like, what do I do? What do I do? My friend's Googling it to my left. I'm like, he's like, do I pick her up? I'm like, no, don't even look at me. <laughs> And that was like the only time, knock on goddamn wood, because I don't have insurance anymore, um, that I've been to the hospital and I had, they were playing eight mile on the TV, never forget, so scarred from this experience. And I, yeah, it popped back in that night and then I had to wear like a fucking brace from hip to ankle when I was already like a disgusting looking freshman going through (laughs) puberty. And I had to like (laughs) hobble around on crutches, which I had never used before. So I was always winded until someone was like, you're doing it very wrong. And um, yeah, so knees, don't ever bring your knees fucking near me, please. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. That's a niche fear. Yeah, I'm niche. I guess like I love the pun. (laughs) Oh, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't even realize. Get up, girl. Speaking of niche fears, uh, one of my, like, weird ones, I guess, is thunder. Like, I'm not scared of lightning, that thing that could actually, like, hurt you, but I am terrified of thunder and, like, loud noise. You're like a little golden retriever. Yeah, I'm literally, I literally am. I hate loud noises. I'm a cat. I am a cat. I don't like loud, sudden noises. See, that's our yin-yang. <laughs> I don't like loud noises. Ooh, sorry. Quick. I fucking hate loud noises. I grew up with my dad watching. He's a history dude, so he watches every war movie under the sun. And I've connected that to, like, why I get annoyed by loud noises. Because, like, if people are being really loud or, like, I'm already, I don't even know how to explain it. I get so quickly annoyed and I think it's all the years of just hearing death and screams yeah, and like, legs being blown off. I don't know. Or movies. But <laughs> couldn't have, yeah. But that's our yin yang because I don't like loud noises, but I love thunderstorms. We had one here last night actually, and I was like windows open soaking it in. I love a thunderstorm. They like relax me. Like my noise mm-hmm. machine is a thunderstorm. My noise machine is like rain. Well, I'll be your thunder buddy any day, baby. (laughs) I love rain. I don't like thunder. Mm -mm. I don't fuck with that. Mm, I fuck with it so hard. Like, so hard. But you know what I don't (laughs) fucking fuck with? (laughs) Vomiting. 
So I also a random fear. I like genuinely get anxiety if I am going to throw up and sometimes it completely stops me from, from throwing up. But then I'm just like laying there sick because you know, if you throw up, you'll feel better most times. Yeah. Ever since I was little, I would just be like, every time I throw up, I'm like, this is it. I'm dying. This is what happens when you die. Like, because I I don't get sick that often. So maybe just because it's so rare that when it's happening, my body's shutting down. It's finally the reaper's coming to reap. Here we go. Oh my God. And I cry every time. I hate vomit. Really? Literally tears down the eyes. Just like, what? Oh my God. That's so sad. (laughs) I'm just like, it pisses that it's death. I, like, I guess I was sick a lot when I was a kid. Not, like, I was never, like, in the hospital, but I would, like, get sick to my stomach and stuff often. So, definitely not. Can't relate. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, I don't enjoy throwing <laughs> by any means, but, like, definitely not terrified. I've never been able to boot and rally because I'm, like, I, 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 you're just going to casually throw up in a bathroom? Absolutely not. I'll be fucking fetal position look, over if- here. I feel like people who are like, oh, I throw up, I go back right to it, I'm good to go. Like, no, it's never going to be a good night. No. <laughs> you're never going to come back from it. You're going to feel terrible. Yeah, I hope you have one of those portable toothbrushes in your bag, you sick fuck. Go home. <laughs> yeah, just go home. Go please. the fuck home. Go eat popcorn like Kat does and listen to show tunes when you leave a night early. Yeah, that's what you do to, like, recharge, recover. <laughs> um, hit us with one. A big, like not dark fear for me is outer space i don't know if you remember this cat but i literally wrote an essay about it and i had to read it out loud to my class freshman year of college do you remember that yeah (laughs) wow that was a lie if i ever i like kind of but i don't think i remember it being about outer space well, okay, so I had this English class, and each week we had to write, like, I a two-page essay. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yes, and then um, we had to, like, read it in front of our class, like, every week. And it was always a big anxiety for me because I don't like public speaking, but and it did, like, help me with my non-existent public speaking <laughs> skills. I did give a badass speech about what it was like not being in a sorority. And it was pretty empowering. You saw how that saved on a computer? I'd love to read. I think so, yeah. My teacher literally gave me a standing ovation. Oh, God. I bet your teacher was was like like, a G, a GDI. (laughs) He was like, I also hate sororities. He literally was like, finally, a blonde girl that hates sororities. (laughs) Thank God. Like a skinny blonde white girl that doesn't. Like, sorry, he literally so leapt out of his chair. There's hope in the world. There's hope in the world. A white girl in Alabama hates sororities. Everybody now. <laughs> Everybody cheer. Yeah, that was a that was a fun moment in my life. <laughs> but you gave one on outer space, and you were passionate about your like year. Yeah, yeah, I gave. <laughs> one about outer space because that's how intense I felt about like being so scared whenever someone said like no one can hear you screaming in space I was like <gasps> so talk about life like hearing your fears and then forcing you to face them because you married someone with his biggest dream is to be an astronaut isn't it I know yes that's it is. It. <laughs> I do 
fully support his dream, but like also hope it never catch you down on Earth. We'll <laughs> we'll chug the deuces up to him when he goes to the stars, but like no, not going, not letting you do. go. I can't control him, but I am not letting you go. I forbade to you. Space? I would never. I know, but what if he ever. was like? Carol, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, even if it's in space. Like, I'm begging you to come. Like, this is my dream. No. Please. No. All right, good. Thank God. That's all I needed to hear. No, whenever he goes to space, I'm going to come move in with you. Wow. Send Keegan to space 2022, baby. That's my dream. Carol moves in with me. You guys can still be married, but you moving with me would be a dream come true. Oh, my God. Yeah, just going to, like... I, well, I, I don't even know what I would do. I would be so anxious and nervous, like, all day, every day. But, yes, love him, support his dreams. No, you'd be, like, one of those wives <laughs> in all the Apollo movies where they're just sitting by the TV with the other astronaut and wives throwing back wine, pooping in their pants, watching the launch. Literally, that's... I, I wouldn't even watch. Oh, I wouldn't like, be able to watch. Even... Oh, my God. I'd be throwing up everywhere. Yeah, like, my... I would just be like, okay, it's gonna just blow up. It's gonna, it's blow, gonna blow up. up. And everyone's gonna oh, I'm gonna watch my husband blow up on screen. Yeah, that's awesome. It. I love that. What a, what an exciting night. No. No. Yeah. He's not allowed. I there. love him. Love his dream. But you're all write a letter to Elon and say, take Keegan <laughs> off of the list for Mars. Don't let him go up there. <laughs> One of his like first job interviews after college was with SpaceX. <laughs> Damn, that's hot. He did not get the job, but how like how do you even get that job? What is that interview like? I don't know. Well, it- he said the interview was, like, super weird. I mean, he would be able to tell the story better than I can, but basically they just asked him, like, a bunch of hypothetical questions. Like, okay, you're in a room, you have, like, a box, and you need to make it do this. Like, what That's do you do? so funny. So. They'd, I'd have to tell them to buckle up because I would get so hypothetical and wild in that interview. <laughs> I would just be right buckle in the movies, up, basically. Each time they asked me a question. Buckle up, boys. This is your captain speaking. The fastened seatbelt light (laughs) is on, so please stay seated until uh, we get over this slight bit of turbulence, okay? So happy to get you to your location safely. (laughs) Talk later. Kata, Captain, signing off. You can't see this, but Kat is literally using her braid as a mic. (laughs) Really using my aquamarine mermaid braid as my captain mic. God. I don't ever want to be a captain because, like, I will say one of my fears isn't really flying, but we'll get into what it does bring up about my fears. I don't love flying. I mean, yeah, definitely stressful, but I would be a captain would be so fucking hot. Their voices over that thing, all I can picture is, like, all day with a little mic by my mouth being like, so, everybody, it's sunny skies and new york uh, we're gonna uh, land you nice and smooth and then i'm gonna go fuck the flight attendant in the bathroom <laughs> see you guys next time i don't know there's something about a captain voice that like oh i hope i can at least pretend to be a captain in a movie or something one day <laughs> i feel like there aren't as many you know female pilots well that actually brings me into my this is technically a light fear but honestly it's pretty dark for me um, my biggest fear, like, in a plane isn't even it crashing. I'd, like, prefer it go on land and explode, to be quite honest. I, if we land in water and we have to fucking float there, like I've seen in a Shark Week reenactment, I would cry. I, that, that's my biggest fear. My biggest fear ever is sharks. Like, my biggest irrational slash technically rational, I say irrational because I really don't go in oceans very much, so technically irrational, but... Oh my god, I'm so afraid of sharks. 
it is so deep-seated. Even when I was little, like, my brother had this bookshelf, and he was a boy, so he was, like, obsessed with scary, stupid shit, like sharks, and he had a million shark books. And, like, I talk about anxiety before you know you have it. I This sticks with me so much, and I was just, like, probably, like, five, seven, I don't even know. I would get anxiety, like, if I had a toy, like, in his bookshelf or, like, a book of mine, I would get anxiety to go to it and look at it because if I even made eye contact with, like, the gray white on the cover of that book, <laughs> I would start, like, hyperventilating. I just, like, there's something oh about God. them that I just, like, it gives me full fucking body chills. I can't handle it. I just sounded like <laughs> Ashley Flowers from Crime Junkies. Full body, full chills. body chills. But <laughs> fuck sharks, dude. Like, I don't want them to die. I don't want them to be murdered. But fuck sharks. I, it's weird. It's like that thing where obviously murder is a fear too, as a woman <laughs> comes with the territory. But like, I, I watch, I listen to all murder, like Crime Junkie. I watch it. It's like, why are we almost attracted to our fear in a sense? Because I love Shark Week and like the reenactments are my favorite part. Watch one where a woman was sitting in a tube and it bit her fucking ass cheek, which would ruin my life because <laughs> my ass is all I have. But <laughs> I just like, I don't know why I'm watching it because like I can't even, it's weird too. Cause I can, this is another thing that's weird. I am really afraid of fake scary movies because like all the suspense is too much to fucking take, but I could listen to an actual brutal murder that happened. Like when I'm going to bed and fall asleep peacefully, what the fuck is that? And then shark week, I cannot watch jaws. I cannot watch jaws. They started playing it in one of my film classes one year and I ran out of the room like, couldn't breathe very much and then it's so fucking weird and then I can watch reenactments on shark week I don't know somebody that's a doctor let me know yeah it's like that's strange I think it's so funny that you're like so terrified of them I'm actually like obsessed with sharks I'm not sure if you know this I I think they're so cute so cool you be shark girl I'll be lava girl you be shark boy I'll be lava girl I would watch Shark Week every summer like even when we're on vacation at the beach like as a child like I've been obsessed I would get books from the library like about sharks like I would like literally wanted to be a marine biologist until I figured out you had to be like smart and no math (laughs) it's on my bucket list to swim with sharks no cage (laughs) that's like something I'm gonna do in my life I'll send you the video why are you like (laughs) Trying to make me cry. You're going to go in shark-infested fucking waters, you sick absolute bitch. That is horrible. That is my, that's on my nightmare actually... list. That's on my fearscape list. <laughs> Did you ever watch the movie Divergent? Um, well, no. basically, like, if you're Donlet, there's a part where they, like, make their biggest fear come true, but it's, like, a dream, but they don't, it feels real to them, and they can't get out of it unless they calm down. So, yeah, I very much know that they'd be putting me in shark-infested waters, and guess who's not calming down? Me. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, uh, something I, like, want to do. Um, It's funny, because I was talking to Gabby, because she's been, like, my best friend for over a decade, and I, she knows me better than anyone. So I asked her if she, like, knew of any fears um, that I had or anything like that. And her and I, like, both couldn't really think of any. Um, Like, I couldn't think of any for her, but... She, like, brought up bull sharks, and I am terrified of bull sharks because they, like, swim in fresh and salt water, and they're, like, super aggressive. So, they can get you, like, in a lake, in a river. What the fuck? 
not just the ocean. <laughs> Why did you just make my fear so much worse, dude? <laughs> I, like, also don't swim in lakes or rivers because, like, I have – the shark fear goes so far that I'm even afraid of, like, pool sharks. Like, if I'm in a deep end too long, I picture, like, a great white coming up from the bottom and I oh start panicking God. and I literally, like, you've never seen someone, like, flail to a shallow end faster than when I get in that state of mind. And even when I was little, I would be in the tub and I had this weird, like, almost OCD where, like, when I was done in the tub, I would be like, okay, I have, like, two seconds before a shark, like, like, burst through the wall next to me and is in this tub with me like that is how twisted and irrational the fear morphs into and now you're telling me that it is possible for it to be in a lake or a river okay that's not that perhaps a pool even at this point not a pool they're not gonna like how dare you film jaws in a pool and make my pool shark fear even more scary i don't care i also love like right behind you is a jaws oh my god you just said right behind me and i went shark I know, I, I like, um, desensitized to the Jaws poster, but I could never watch Jaws. And if I stare at this Jaws poster too long, I actually do feel sick just doing it right now, to be quite honest. <laughs> I, like, don't understand how people are watching movies like Shark fucking NATO. What the fuck? Why do I want to watch a movie about a tornado of sharks, you absolute sickos? How do I not... How am I not a Hollywood director and producer if people are out here making movies about shark tornadoes? It's really <laughs> discouraging or encouraging, depending how I mean, you look at it. What's sad is that that has, like, three follow-up movies. Oh, That's the sad yeah. part. That gives me both hope and none all at the same time. I don't know. I feel like you can go on Netflix and, like, look at some Netflix originals and be like, okay, so they're just they're just doing anything. Yeah. Any idea they have, hands it to them. They're like, all right, let's shoot it. All right, well, take some of my ideas, people. I'm ready to be a star. <laughs> but yeah, fuck oceans, dude. Fuck oceans. No one even knows what's in there, especially Bill Nye, the science guy. And if he doesn't know, I'm not going in. I guess when this isn't, I guess, related to, like, the opposite of an ocean, like, a big empty space, like, I'm pretty scared of crowds. Like, I do not like crowds at all. I think it kind of, like, feeds into, like, a darker fear of like men <laughs> like there's so much happening that you could easily get taken yeah no. not really. yeah I mean like it's I am I'm just like terrified of like men but like when I say that I mean strangers not like men that I know um but like if I'm at a bar or like in a crowded space and a man like comes up to me and like puts his hand like on my shoulder or you know how when like guys like need to get up to the bar and they'll like put their hand like on on your back and be like oh excuse me and it's just like dude like don't touch me I get like on like high alert and I will be like if I've had enough liquid courage I will tell them like do not touch me and the reaction is always fun and the reactions are <laughs> they're butthurt in an instant and there's nothing better than a man that's butthurt she said sarcastically <laughs> yeah it's just y'all like, men be sensitive out there I love how good you guys were all <laughs> truly the ultimate gaslighters I mean it is a talent it should be on all y'all's resumes because from day one you've put the narrative as we're crazy we're sensitive but you can't even tell a man not to touch you in a bar without him going fuck you bitch you're like whoa <laughs> slow down there sailor I'm just asking not to be touched okay it's pretty simple walk away yeah it it really is a miracle that I even met Keegan because he was, you know, a strange man, but you met, like, you I said knew that his best friend, I said that so. nice. We'll get into that story one he day. He wasn't a complete random. I said Carol up with the love of her yep. life. 
fucking good luck Chuck out here. Always the center upper, never the loved. It's okay, though. We'll get over it. We'll get past it. We'll live to see another day, maybe. If I wasn't so terrified of men, maybe better, like, when you... I actually, like, really am, too, and it... it, I mean, it's... I mean, not to get... We're gonna go dark kind of quickly here, and maybe do a few more light ones, but this is just a nice transition to say, like, we did a little poll on Instagram about, like, what people's fears are, and, like, like uh, people wrote in men and like one of them was as far as like I talked to my therapist every week about this and like it is dark because the playing field just isn't even like equality or not we we're always gonna weigh less for the most like we're not same different body structure you know what I mean like yeah playing field not even um they could hurt us very easily and uh, I just yeah, it haunts me every day. It's probably the thing that I get angry about the most is just, like, how – I know life isn't fair, but, like, how unfair it is that, like, as women, it's just – I don't know any woman on this walking this, this earth that isn't afraid of men, especially strange men, which also is sad because the classic line with fucking rape and shit is it, it's always someone you know. And I think the movie Promising Young Woman did a great job at showing that, like, the nice guy – is that the fake nice guy that he seems so sweet. So you feel bad. And then he's just fucking as horrible as the rest of them. Like I am always on yeah. that trust. No one shit. <laughs> I literally like have such commitment fears because of like, I don't know. It all relates back to fearing men truly. Yeah. It really sucks when you like, can't like walk home yourself without being worried about like being murdered. <laughs> you legit can't do anything by yourself without worrying about being murdered. That's pretty much the, yeah, the, I, the thesis statement of a woman's life. When I lived downtown, there was this, like, little convenience store, like, right nearby. And we would, like, walk over there to, like, get beer and stuff. And I would go by myself sometimes. And, like, it was always not fun whenever I would have to go by myself. Because, like, the people who worked there would always, like, not, not like, harass me. But, like, you know, like, the comments. The, like, oh, like what's a pretty girl like you doing by yourself? Like, random stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, like, please leave me alone. Just let me buy this six-pack of beer. And it's disturbing because they (laughs) get so insulted because in their mind, they're complimenting you. They're being nice to you. In our mind, it's like, you're making me feel naked and scared. Like, you're making me feel spotlight, vulnerable. You complimenting me makes me feel like, in your head, you're, like, slowly licking your lips creepily. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, please just check me out. Take my money. Check me out, like, my item. Yeah. take my money (laughs) and just please just keep it to yourself. Dream about it later, sweetheart. Don't let me know that you're thinking it. Yeah, it really makes you, like, realize that, like, you're being, like, watched. And that's what's fucked. Is, like, the scary aspect. It's, like, it's never, it's never just on a dark street at night. Like, even, like, there's so many stories of women at the workplace where one second they're fucking business mode and then some fucking creep in a suit makes a comment and you're completely, like um yeah metaphorically undressed because it it is the worst feeling when you're like in the zone and then you realize someone's been one not paying attention and two literally thinking about what your tits look like under your shirt it's just ugh, I get the chills (laughs) dude and like yeah living in New York um you and all my friends hate me because I like for the most part do feel very safe in my neighborhood so when I'm drunk I'm walking home alone I'm skipping home alone I and like actually the other Right before I came home, some dude fucking followed me. I had to, like, call my friend. Wait, really? Yeah, I 
<laughs> this has actually happened twice in New York. Don't tell my mom. But um, I was walking back from a bar, like, not hammered, just, like, tipsy. So, like, I was feeling, bop, 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 and it was really nice out. It's, like, a 10-minute walk. Classic story. It was only a 10-minute walk. She didn't make it. Um, sorry. Dark, oh dark, God. dark. I have to be dark <laughs> to cope with it. I ha- want to preface that now. Like, this whole podcast will be me saying horrible things, but that is how I cope. So sorry if that's not how you cope. <laughs> but, yeah, I have to tell my – I have to joke about the worst-case scenario to make myself feel better about the worst-case scenario. Don't know why, but yeah. that's how it works in this old brain. But I was walking home, and – a dude comes up to me and he's just like, hey, miss, hey, miss, hey, miss. Like, you can kind of tell, like, something's off. And I was just like, nope. Like, I'm pretty brutal. <laughs> and strangers, especially. Nope, bye. Yeah. See ya. And I keep walking and I look, like, I keep looking over my shoulder like he's gone. And then dead ass, 10 minutes later, he pops out of nowhere. It's like, miss, miss, miss. I'm like, and I, like, get so Irish angry. I'm like, you would have fucking followed me. Get the fuck away from me, you absolute sick little fuck. And he, like, left. <laughs> I'm like, don't mess with this bitch. You picked the wrong girl. I am a psycho. There is a psycho in here waiting to be allowed out of her cage legally. And if you attack first, I am legally allowed to let, to release the fucking Kraken. Okay? But yeah, that's when I'm in like a tipsy, like, I don't fucking kill you. But like, yeah, there's times where I'm laying in my bed at night, just like high. And like, I hear one noise and I'm like, this is it. Someone's creeping up the stairs right now coming for me oh fuck where's my baseball bat <laughs> but yeah i got followed and then one time in um times square when my it's friends terrifying. were visiting the exact same thing happened this is a pandemic though so like the streets are not as packed as they usually are in new york which is making it pretty like sketchier because usually there's a million people around and lights on and you feel better and not that you're ever safe <laughs> as a woman guess what lights could be on you're done you could be running in a park and you're fucking done but yeah. it makes you feel mentally better, at least. Still high alert, but better. And in these times, like, I feel like, obviously, creepy people are preying on the, like, less people in the street. So even my friends visited, and we were in, we had gotten a hotel for the night in Manhattan because, like, everything was so cheap because of COVID. And we went just walking around Times Square around Christmas to see all the lights. And that same exact scenario happened. Came up to us. We said, no, Goodbye. 10 minutes later, he had been following us and we didn't realize and we had to know goodbye oh again. Oh my God, that is so The creepy. follow gives me the chills. Like, that's probably one that's of my fears too. To like, someone, like the whole, um, what's it called? The, who was the guy in California that got caught? The murderer. Golden State Killer? So, the Golden State Killer, the part that fucks me up the most out of all of the fucked up parts, if you've never heard the story and you already can't sleep at night, please never listen to it. Don't, read it don't do anything because it is the darkest of dark but he would like case their houses and I think the hardest part for me that gives me the fucking shits is the watching that someone yeah. could just be watching me that is yeah. horrible <laughs> that is so creepy that you could just be living your life I'm like fucking burping like I'm living my life like no one's watching and there's just someone like licking his fucking chops from afar yeah that really is terrifying I remember there was this like one true crime story I was listening to and I do not remember who it was like could not tell you the name of the person but like he was hiding in the walls of this person's house how terrifying dude that's why I can barely be in this basement of my house because my brother and his friends when I was younger were so mean and they told me that there was a homeless man living in our basement (laughs) 
And then I had to feed him once a week. Those little assholes. <laughs> and one time in this basement, not even fucking kidding, we used to have like Game of Thrones here every Sunday. And <laughs> what's up, boys? Oh, that was an era. <laughs> and not kidding. The factor is that we were all high, but we are all in my basement. My guy friends are over. I have this sliding door. I'm looking at it right now. This son of a bitch. Like, there's nothing creepier than a sliding door. I think we all know that. And I, they hear something and my friend gets up and he goes, oh my God, there's someone dead ass standing outside the door. And like, we don't know them. Oh yeah. You and the oh whole time I think they're being assholes like guy friends are and like making me terrified. But then everyone was frozen. Like even I kept being like, well, go check again. Go check again. Like you guys are the boys. Sorry. This is the case where fuck equality. Go check the door. Um, <laughs> and they were even like frozen in fear and they kept being like, Shh, it's Game of Thrones. No, we're just watching. I'm like, no, you're fucking scared. That means it would happen. And then dead ass, we find out that week from my neighbors that like a man had been in my neighborhood trying to break into people's houses that week. So like they they were not lying. There was a man at my back door. My biggest childhood fear come to life. That is so, so scary. Oof. Oof. I mean, best case scenario to be with a, they tried a house that had a group of fucking dudes and watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> like yeah. I ran upstairs to my mom because I'm someone that like, I can't relax until like, I either know there's a fucking man trying to kill us or there's not. Because we've all heard a noise and made it more than the fucking dishwasher that it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I run upstairs to my mom and we have like a porch above the back. And I'm like, mom, fuck it. And we like, me and my fucking mom go out on the porch. And I'm like, come on, show your face, motherfucker. <laughs> and then nothing happened. But like, oh my God, the classic jiggle of the door. I just can't. I cannot. Yeah, we have a big, like, sliding glass door that looks out into our backyard at our house, and, like, I'm always so scared that one day, like, because Keegan works nights a lot, so I'm home alone at night a lot. Again, please don't come find me. Please don't I have a gun, as we discovered. She's locked and loaded, baby. (laughs) But I'm always so scared I'm going to walk by and there's going to be someone just standing there. That is a big, big fear of mine. Like, I'm so scared of walking by that door and there's someone there. Like, ooh, ooh. Sometimes I'll, like, look out in the middle of the night and be, like, searching. Same. I'm, like, where? Like, I know you're out there. I call it the sliding door <laughs> effect because, like, the horror scene and, like, I, you know, I'm a writer-director, huh? I'm paid. But I can't help but go into the whole, like, how we would play out in a movie where you're in yeah. your kitchen innocently, like, getting your glass of water for bed and then you look up and, boom, someone's just, like, staring at you. Holding an yeah, axe the, in their right another- hand. Yeah. Another like big scary movie like trope that always gets me is the medicine cabinet. Like oh. they open the medicine yeah. cabinet. There's like a mirror. They open it, they grab it, they close it, someone's standing there. And then I hate when they do it when like no one's standing there, but you were you thought it was gonna happen. Oh, I hate that scary movie trope. I am so scared to open medicine cabinet. <laughs> Terrifying. That's actually so true. The classic, like, I've been behind you this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, just kill me quick. It's the watching that really fucks me up. Just yeah. fucking slice my, slice my little throat and get it over with. No, I'm kidding. You fucking touch me. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so fucked that, like, the world is just, like, humans are out here killing humans. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're scared of a big fucking furry monster. It's genuinely men. <laughs> it's men. Yeah. <laughs> 
and even some women like i mean i've heard some like there's some women like women are evil geniuses like i've heard some twisted stories about like the when they try to take your like pregnant baby out of you crazy shit oh yeah yeah that's true the majority of like female killers are they poison yeah which is so odd honestly i'm kind of (laughs) think female killers are usually if they're killing an abusive husband if we want to be on the pc side of this statement hot 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 that is so sexy quick little poison in the fucking cup and they're done and men are so brutal so messy so unnecessary women are like i'm gonna have to clean it up so i'm gonna make it easy well, let's take it light again, and then we'll really get into our dark, but I do want to mention my biggest light fear of all, which is FOMO, the classic fear of... Yeah, you really missing. need to work on that. Um, it runs my life, dude. I It really does. Because it, like, ties into my fear of, like, committing to things, like, relationships, plans, work, because I'm like, well, I don't know what life's going to be in two days, nonetheless, two months. Like, I hate being, like, yes to something that's in, like, months later because I'm so indecisive I'm so like I don't like planning I like to just live off the fucking cuff enjoy my life not set any I hate setting things in stone I'm I'm not I don't think it is like that I get a better plan so I have to cancel this plan it's more just like I don't know what I'm gonna be doing where I'm gonna be I don't know I genuinely get a little panicky if someone tries to make an advanced plan with me because then I'm like well I could miss something and then if I miss something my life is over (laughs) I cannot relate to this fear at all I like (laughs) I have no fear of missing out I don't care I I wish I had some like less of it because I'll even my bank account will have like a hundred dollars in it and I need to, like, last a couple more days for a paycheck. And someone will ask me to go out with them. And I'm like, yep, can't wait. I'll put it on my credit card. <laughs> like, I I cannot say no to a plan because, like, as much as I do have social anxiety, it's not strong enough to fight my true self, which I love doing things that are fun. Yeah, I, like, I can't relate to this fear. I love a plan. I love a plan. Like, an advanced plan. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I like a planned pre like a place to all gather and then the rest of the night to be sporadic no i i hate that that gives me anxiety i'm a free willy baby like a set in stone plan free spirit as my new best friend from australia called me in in arizona yeah you're such a free spirit i can't do an australian accent don't do that but yeah i just (laughs) don't i hate a plan like it actually gives me anxiety like when you have to be like yes i'll do that in six months Okay, remind me to not plan any trips with you. Well, that's different. I mean, if it's a vacation, I'm always looking forward to a vacation. That's different. (laughs) That doesn't count. But yeah, I mean, FOMO, like, truly, there's nights that I should sleep or that I should get something done. And if someone asks me to do something, I'm like, well, oh, well. (laughs) I'm the opposite. I default to not going. It's like a rarity for me to, like, do a plan if I, like, am not, like. Oh, don't I know. It's history. (laughs) (laughs) I love to fail. Um, <laughs> another, like, a weird fear for me um, is, like, change because I hate change. So with you but on I that. Do I feel like hating change plus anxiety goes together, like, fucking white on rice, baby. Yeah, like, I do hate change. I get really scared and stressed about, like, starting a new job and stuff like that. But, like, I remember, like, I was so excited to move from Florida or to Florida when I was, like, 10. 
like I was like amped I was like yes this is so cool I like I usually look forward to like moving which is strange because that's like the most change you can do that is weird I feel like every time I've moved I you know the line in Mean Girls um the teacher Tina Fey is like I'm a pusher Katie I push people Mm -hmm. that's like what when I know that like I want to make a change in my life but I'm so anxious like I lived at home for a year after I graduated college, but, like, I knew I wanted to go to New York, but then I, like, had the FOMO, like, all my best friends are still in Boston, like, I'm gonna miss everything, I'm gonna, they're gonna forget about me, that I almost, like, I mean, I didn't push anyone away, but, like, I will try, like, I'm almost relaxed if I get in fights with people before I, like, plan a move, because then I'm like, well, I don't miss them anymore, I'm leaving, (laughs) like, not really, like, I don't actually do that. But, like, there's moments where I catch myself kind of doing it. I'll be like, whoa, slow down yeah. there, pony. But um, I I hate change so much that I, like, I, but I know that the other side of change, at least in my life, has always been positive. So I know, like, when in my gut is saying, like, you want to do this, go do it. But I, like, it takes a while. Like, I have to really be miserable and push myself there. Like, had a year in Boston, had fun. But by the end of it, I was like, I am ready to go. I don't want to live here forever. Yeah. I've always said that. I gotta go. But like I had to like get myself there because change shuts me down. I won't sleep. I will wake up sweating if I do fall asleep. Like it's it it consumes me when there's like a big change coming. Yeah. I relate to that for sure. I definitely get stressed about like big changes. I remember like before freshman year. Ooh, same scared dude finding you was a gift I was so scared I know it really was I was so scared that was one of the times I did not sleep for a very long time I I didn't even go to camp because I was like afraid of new things and shit like that so I like changed literally like new friends camp could have been great oh well I'll never know but so like college (laughs) was my first like besides Germany when I didn't know how to ride a bike uh um in high school uh it was my first departure like big departure from home and I was a wreck that's like when I had therapy for the first time because I was like if I'm going to college I'm gonna need some medication I'm freaking the fuck out well I needed extra time on tests to get into college basically so they make you go to therapy (laughs) if you need the extra time on your test or they make you go to therapy to after you're approved for like ADHD and anxiety medication which I never even took I was like throwing it around my room because I was like I'm not crazy with the fuck because it still wasn't like cool to be anxious. Not that it's cool, but you know what I mean. No one was talking about it. Yeah. And I, like the whole time, you'd be like, so like nervous about anything. I'd be like, yeah, going to fucking college. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, buddy. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Like, I didn't even utilize the therapy, honestly. Yeah. Just panicked alone, basically. And I was (laughs) like, how dare you ask me anything? What are you, a therapist? How dare you ask me how I'm what is feeling? This your job? <laughs> Not good, okay? But yeah, no, couldn't agree more. Change is a big one. I know a lot of friends that like want to make some changes in their life, and we all have anxiety. We all just stew together. They're kind of yeah. like they're like a year younger, so it's funny to see like the phases that I went through my big changes, and like they kind of reach that at the same time. Like the age mm-hmm. kind of lines up every time, and I'm like, yeah, you're gonna want to genuinely like disappear like not die like you'll just want to disappear because it feels easier than like making the amount of decisions you have to make to get to the other side of the change (laughs) and that's where they're at right now they're like yeah no 
Well, now you can mentor them. Hell yeah, I'm such a star mentor. Really good role model out here <laughs> after all the stories I've been fucking telling. But yeah, no, I, I do believe in doing the change because it has brought good things to my life, but it's never gotten easier for me. Even when I go back to New York, when I stay home for too long, I like it. It's it, I cry every time and then I'm fine. Yeah, like when you, you were just saying before we started recording that you were like, oh, I have to go back by like June 8th. And I was like, that's over a week from now. That's only like, oh, I'm so scared. a week from now. <laughs> weeks be flying girl days be flying everything be flying when the fuck did I turn 26 that's twisted I was like 19 two days ago it's insane (laughs) I hate time that's my other like kind of relates to change like time passing this like fast life aging fuck that Peter Pan forever me and the lost boys for life you do have Peter Pan syndrome. Oh, so bad. I hate growing up. Everything about growing up sucks. And they all tell you that your whole life. Like, they don't even set you up for it to be good. They're like, enjoy your youth because I have a toothbrush in one hand and a gun in the other. That's what adulthood is. That's literally like a comedian's <laughs> joke I heard on a cruise line once. He was literally called the cowboy comedian, my kind of guy. And I've never Love forgotten it. that joke, basically. Well, he was talking about marriage, pretty dark. <laughs> I related to growing up. I was like, yep, toothbrush in one hand, gun in the other. I don't want to grow up. Because I hate decisions. Because decisions lead to committing to a plan. And I don't like that either. So it all relates back. All the fears line up. They all hang out together. They have a little club. We love when it all comes back. Well, should we get into some fucking darker fears? Um, I'd say like a dark fear of mine is definitely like uh, being alone. Which is weird because, like, you love to be alone, but then, like... Yeah, I love to be, like, by myself, but, like, mm -mm, I don't want to, like... I have big fears, like, not having, like, friends or family, like, around you. Oh, yeah, I'm so codependent, dude. I gotta read that book, Codependent No More, because I... I do not like being alone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely, like, probably a pretty codependent person. (laughs) I feel like we all are. Everybody is. We'll, We'll work on it. Everybody. Let's work on it together. Our journey to non-codependency. Let's get it. Um, okay, I'm gonna, since we're like running long here and we still got some stuff to tell you, I'm gonna like actually whip through my darkest fears. That could be funny. Let's see how fast I can say this list of fears. Ready? Go, Catherine. Oh, God. Fear of getting close to people because that's another person I could lose slash have to mourn. My biggest fear of all, failure. Ha ha, wanna, wanna just be creative in life, but so scared of failing left and right that I don't even put myself out there. The podcast is the first journey to that. Thank you, Carol, for getting us here. <laughs> Commitment. I already said that, but like, seriously, holy fuck, does that one get dark? I might be alone forever besides my dogs and my cats. Um, I always say I love you when people leave, even just to go to the fucking store, because I'm so afraid of the worst case scenario happening. And then at the last thing I say, not being I love you. So like, oh my god, that's yeah, <laughs> the worst case scenario is playing like a fucking reel in my head on loop always. But yeah, so those are my deepest darkest. Um, I'm sure there's plenty more, but my fear of failure is definitely like run my life more than any of my fears because I will just like because of anxiety that kind of manifests with me avoiding things that make me really nervous. So I'll just be like, well, looks like I got to clean my room all of a sudden instead of do that thing. And I, I mean, I've put off finishing scripts. I've put off sending scripts to people that I've asked me for them that maybe could have helped me. Who knows? I've put off, like I once had a job. I'm so fucking ashamed of this till I, my first like internship um, getting out of college was for a film festival in Boston 
and I got so overwhelmed. Like it was my first big thing. And I was so afraid that I would fail at it, that I just kept not answering the people's submission emails. And yeah, let's say I didn't keep the internship and the woman will never talk to me again. But anyway, (laughs) I have gotten a lot better on that film really helped me like shake it out and like feel more myself. But God, failure just reeks over me, man. A stinky little cloud. Yeah, that's a that's a big one, I feel like, for most people. I definitely can relate to that. I have a quick question. Like, how does your anxiety manifest when you're feeling fear? Because, like, I get my hands start shaking, my legs start shaking. I get the chills as if I have a fever. Like, my chest and my throat feel like they're closing. Not even, like, closing. Like, not full panic attack, but just, like, tight. And then I feel like I'm going through menopause, like, level of a heat flash. <laughs> and that's when I know I'm freaking out. Yeah, I feel like for me, like, I always feel like my heart, like, literally drop into my stomach. Yeah. That's, like, a big, that's, like, the first thing that happens. And then, yeah, I'll, like, my, well, pretty much whenever I'm feeling anxiety, (laughs) whether I'm scared or not, is, like, my heart rate is, like, like, I'm jogging, but I'm just sitting there. Yeah. I literally become that meme of the skeleton who, like, is, like, ah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, my gut (laughs) drops, like, an old man's balls, let me tell (laughs) you. that's exactly what happens to me I get so like my hands get all clammy like and then just yeah that like butterfly yeah I get so sweaty dude so sweaty (laughs) yeah it's rough I don't know how to like keep that in check but yeah I'm definitely scared of failure too and like always playing out the worst case scenario that's like a big part of my anxiety is like I have, I think that's why I have to have plans because I need to know, like, I need to map out all the worst things that could happen and then, like, think about those for a few days first. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm more of a, like, I've convinced myself my whole life that it's just going to work out, I'm going to direct, like, if I want it bad enough, I'm going to direct, I'm going to write, all, I just feel like I'm so much talked to my family, to my friends, like, I've taken us to the top, we're going to have a friendship mansion, like, I'm going to be... The fucking Vincent entourage and you guys like are coming with me and I'm so scared of like, I get this flash forward after all this 20 year old talk, 20 something talk, all this hype for myself. And then I get a flash forward to like my mid or my mid thirties or early forties when I'm just sitting in a fucking like gas station or something like miserable, slinging cigarettes, drinking my eighth cup of coffee at 3am and all my friends like secretly talk about me at their fancy like successful book clubs being like remember when Kat thought she was gonna be the successful one <laughs> that's so funny that's so funny now she's like fucking burning away somewhere oh god that's my like legit biggest fear truly I don't think you're gonna end up working at a na- graveyard shift at a gas nothing station. wrong with that but like yeah not no, my no. dream let me tell you <laughs> Uh, no I think if you work hard enough for anything you can make it happen if you're what if if all else fails I'll just flash (laughs) my tits on the town and hope for the best yeah there you go um well let's uh you know last episode we were kind of a new our other format which is just rambling and cat telling you a very long story but um let's get back to the OG and let's each tell a little story um and let them know if we are surviving it or still stewing yeah, sounds good. Do you want to do you want to go first? Yeah, I just have a quick one. It's kind of like 
this is so dark, but I told Carol, I'm like, I almost wish I had a near kidnapping story because I have nothing to bring to the table here. But um, to relate to your opening ketchup, I actually, the closest I've come to a panic attack, um, I have like two mini stories for it. So I love concerts, love them so much. But you know, at a concert, you're drunk, maybe you're high if you're I don't know. I like to really enjoy the music, really elevate my senses. Um, And actually four years ago on the day, I went to Boston Calling, which is like a little music festival in Boston. And we waited so long to get in the front of Mumford and Sons. And then like the sun started going down. The crowd was getting bigger and bigger because people were trickling from like the other performances over to Mumford. And we had made it all the way like to the front. And they start playing, and all of a sudden, the heartbeat starts happening. I'm like, pop, 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 why am I freaking out? Why am I freaking out? You do the classic, like, you try so hard to talk yourself off the ledge, but it only makes the heartbeat faster. And, like, oh, no. I relates to my vomiting fear. I just kind of, like, have a fear of having, like, a medical, I don't know, emergency in public. Not that anyone wants that, but, like, I've never fainted. Knock on fucking wood. And so, like, when I have when I've had these two moments all in my head, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to faint in public. I'm going to faint. I'm going to be trampled by all these people. I'm going to fucking faint. I'm going down. I'm going down any moment. I'm going down any moment. And all I can think is like my cure for those panics is fresh, like cold air. So all I can think is like, I will be okay, but I have to get out of this crowd and like breathe and maybe drink some water and I need to do it now or someone's catching me while I fall to the ground and I just like tapped my friends and I was like I am so sorry I can't talk myself down like we gotta get the fuck out of here and now like my legs go numb my legs I mean my friends take like my arms basically not really but they're like guiding me the fuck out of there because this is like the first time I've come close to a panic attack and I was just like what's going on (laughs) get me out of here in like a full crowd People are, like, thanking us, though, because they, like, get to move closer. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> get me out of here. And um, then the other, the other time was at a concert as well. I went with my friend to the Childish Gambino concert. And we were all the way in the nosebleeds, like, inside a stadium. Like, no roof. Like, roof on. And I started sweating. Did the thing where in my head I'm trying to talk myself down, but I was like, I literally could barely say it to him. I turned to him. He like Childish Gambino's going in on This Is America. So all the lights are flashing oh crazy. Like, this is America. And I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> and I start like slithering down the fucking stairs. And I probably look like I'm on Molly, which I've never done because I'm an angel. But I literally only alcohol and weed, or else I would spiral. But I I look like I'm one of those fucking kids with the mom eyes wide open and I run straight to the water stand and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I like am panicking. Can I just have a glass of water? And the guy was so nice, gave me water. I sink to the ground, like out in the corridor hallway, whatever, of like a basketball stadium for if you're trying to set the scene. And like a cop comes up to me and I'm like, I swear I'm fine. It is just so hot up there that like I was starting to freak out. And he was actually so nice and he brought us to new seats further down. He was like, that happens all the time. Come on, get a, we'll bring you down to the, some fresher air, less crowd and worked wow, out. That's amazing. Yeah, worked out. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm sorry. I don't have a near kidnapping story. Kind of pissed about it. Um, well, me, mine isn't that either. <laughs> that's okay. No, I'm glad we're safe. Safe, safe, safe. 
moral of the story is have a panic attack, get better concerts, concert seats. Yeah. Wow. That is the moral. Okay. <laughs> You're right. My, my story is like, uh, kind of the, almost the complete opposite of yours. Like no crowd. It was a big wide open space because, um, I had a really terrifying and scary moment on my honeymoon when we went scuba diving. Scuba, scuba. So, yeah. <laughs> have you like ever been scuba diving or like snorkeling or anything like that? No. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, okay. Yes. I've been snorkeling. Actually, I just lied. Probably because I blocked it out. <laughs> um, I like to make it clear. The spear of sharks is no fucking joke. So you will never catch me scuba diving. You will never, I repeat, catch me scuba diving. That is not the kind of risk I need in my life, but I did snorkel once family cruise in Mexico. And I almost drowned my mother because I, we were at the top of the water but still in the middle of a Mexican warm ocean, probably for the sharks, definitely sharks. And I turn when I'm under with the little goggles on, and there was a giant fucking fish behind me. And I'm not kidding. I leap out of the water screaming, and I grab my mom, like, and I'm, like, using her to, like, lift me up into the surface. Oh and she's God. like, get out! <laughs> yeah, so even big fish, I can't do. So to answer your question, no, I've not been scuba diving, but snorkeling, never doing again. <laughs> Well, I've, I've been like snorkeling a whole, I loved, I love ocean life as we established earlier. So snorkeling is like one of my favorite things to like do. Um, but I planned a lot of our wedding and with my parents and Keegan helped too, obviously, but I kind of told him like, can you just like plan the rehearsal dinner, plan the honeymoon? I'll take care of everything else. So I put Keegan like pretty much entirely in charge of it teamwork Um, but we had both kind of like agreed like tropical vacation so he picked saint lucia and like we kind of thought like best of both worlds because it has like these really beautiful mountains it's really mountainous but it also so you can go hiking and explore and it has a lot of cool history but it also has like really beautiful beaches like you could just lay out on the beach and people bring you you know margaritas or whatever you want so we did it and I was like, cool, St. Lucia's cool, cool, that works. Um, He picked the resort. He did, we looked at it together and I was like, yes, looks great, beautiful, perfect, book it. So he picked, first of all, I'm like joking, like obviously I I know I'm so lucky to be able to go on a beautiful vacation, but he picked like the most active honeymoon like ever like we were jungle biking day two. Oh wow you put him in charge and he said okay gonna make gonna check some boxes baby <laughs> yeah he picked like the adventure like package or whatever so we like did everything like we so went jungle biking. I will say the previous episode mentioned um like week into the relationship Puerto Rico trip um you guys like yeah yeah bungee Recorded, whatever the fuck so you probably yeah, base it yeah. off that like oh she loved that yeah that's true we went to Puerto Rico and we we there's a rainforest in Puerto Rico and we like did a hike through it and we did like where you propel down a rock I did not like that at all but I don't want to propel down <laughs> shit yeah we had to climb up like a waterfall that was like rushing down in like a ton of rocks like if you would have slipped and fall you would have like hit your head like I don't know why they just like let anyone do this like you didn't have to be like athletic whatever yeah on vacation <laughs> anyways I like almost hit my head so I kind of just drink and lay down yeah well that's not what we did for our honeymoon <laughs> <now>. <laughs> 
no, it was so much fun. I loved every part of it except for scoop diving. Um, that has to be hard for anxiety. Sorry, but that has to be so hard because like the whole thing is like, if you come up too fast, you're fucking dead, bro. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like anxious about scuba diving, but I was excited. Like I thought I was going to love it because I love to snorkel and it's just like snorkeling, but cooler. Cause you get to like breathe underwater. A Florida girl's dream. So one of my favorite parts of our honeymoon was this dinner. It was like the only thing that we like added on because we had like a full package deal kind of thing, but we added on this lionfish dinner. So lionfish is this super invasive species of fish that like is in St. Lucia. They don't know how, like how it got here basically because it's not compatible for like the the marine environment and it just comes in and it fucks shit up like it's a terrible like species of fish that just destroys coral reefs so they have this like to like get rid of this issue they like eat a lot of lionfish so they had this whole like super cool dinner where we were out on the beach and they like just had this like multi-course meal that had lionfish prepared all these different ways of and like wine pairings and stuff like that. It was so cool. But yeah, so like the setup of it was like on the beach and we like were at a pretty big table like by ourselves. And then like other people were like at their tables by themselves. And it was all like couples really because most of the people who come to St. Lucia are coming for like an anniversary or a honeymoon or like something like that. That's like the majority of their travel is like couples. Um, but there were wine pairings, as I mentioned, like with the meal. So we did all eventually like chat with everyone that was at the dinner. Um, and there was this couple there and they had traveled to St. Lucia specifically to go scuba diving. They were a scuba diving couple. Be careful. She might just leave you for the scuba instructor, like in a long cam poly scuba scuba. (laughs) Yeah. You never know. Uh, but they were talking about it because they like that was all they were talking about the whole thing they were like scuba dive scuba dive scuba dive I love scuba dive um and so Keegan and I like ended up talking to them because we were like oh we're gonna go scuba diving in a few days and I was like I'm actually really scared because I've never done it before like kind of gives me anxiety but I feel like I'll like it because I love snorkeling and they like went on and on about how relaxing scuba diving was they were like your heart rate drops it's so good for your anxiety you feel weightless like they're like it's like a magical experience like everyone needs to go scuba dive like they were so did they go scuba diving or did they do shrooms like are they sure they went underwater uh i don't know no they were like pretty legit like very into like they brought their own gear like that's how interesting like they traveled a couple with the same hobby put their gear in a locker a couple with the same hobby that they're that passionate about like you're setting a good scene right now i'm like okay we get it scuba fucking steve over here and scuba (laughs) cynthia like relax I know, I know. They always like, okay, damn, I get it. Scuba diving's cool. Like, shut the fuck up. Is that all you got? You feel higher than you've ever felt in your fucking life, even though you're going lower and lower into the ocean. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, like, they were just like... My dick's supposed to shrivel in the water, but I was harder than I've ever been. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) literally like you're right 
no, you're right. That's what was <laughs> happening. <laughs> uh, so they really, these this couple really had me convinced I was going to love scuba diving because snorkeling, like, they were like, if you love snorkeling, you're going to love scuba diving. <laughs> so the day comes and we went down to like the little scuba diving area that morning and I'm like super nervous. I'm having really bad anxiety. I'm just like really scared and like, I kind of like truly felt like I was starting to have an anxiety attack and I was like really trying to like keep myself in check because Keegan was so amped. Oh. Like Keegan was like the main thing he wanted to do on this fucking trip was go scuba diving. Like he was so excited. He had never done it before either, but like he was like, I've always wanted to do this. It's going to be so cool. So I'm having an anxiety attack and um, we also had to like sign this form saying that you like didn't have any mental health issues and that you don't have panic attacks <laughs> and you don't have anxiety. And I was like, oh my God, I started having even more anxiety because I'm lying on this form. I'm actively having a panic attack. That would fuck me up so bad because you know they mean that like my biggest fear is if I'm down there scuba scuba and I see one wrong thing and I panic, I'm speeding up to the surface and that's obviously the worst thing you can do when scuba diving. Like you can't go up. Yeah, like, well, we didn't go that deep to where you couldn't just come up. Like that really only happens when you're really deep because like if you just like shoot up like you're going to get crushed. Oh god. I think I don't even know honestly. Um but yeah, so I had to like sign this form saying I wasn't have panic attack, which was a total lie because I was. Um, As you're signing the form, so I signed you're the sweating. form. The pen's I'm falling shaking, out of your clammy hands. Sweating profusely. <laughs> anxiety? Yeah, me never. I've never had that. What's anxiety? No, Did you no, define it? Never, Did no. you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Could you? What's the origin of the word? <laughs> Greek. Latin. Oh, god. oh my god. Yeah. So I signed the form. Uh, the instructor has us put on all our gear. He hooks the oxygen tank up to us when we're out of the water. And they strap on weights all around your Bloody chest hell. to help you sink. Bloody fucking hell. And I was, like, so heavy. Like, it felt so heavy, so uncomfortable. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's going to feel more natural when you're in the water because, like, you're more buoyant. But no, I got into the water and that's when I really started to panic because I genuinely felt like I could not move. Like I was so heavy and like felt like so weighted down. I was like scared I wasn't gonna be able to swim. Like, so I kind of, like I was having anxiety, but I was really keeping my cool. Like I was having a panic attack, like internally, I was holding it in. And so I kind of like said that I felt like I was too heavy. And so they like took one of my weights out and that like helped a little bit, but I was like, not convinced that like this was gonna be okay like this is when I kind of realized like okay this is gonna be like a pretty scary experience for me and I'm not ready for it but like I have to do it because I committed <laughs> too late now <laughs> weights on in so, the water yeah the weights were on <laughs> no turning back oh, God. <laughs> so the instructor is like explaining to us like how the oxygen tank works, starts giving us like all the instructions on how to scuba dive. And I'm low key having this panic attack because I can't move. And I have this really big fear of being stuck and not being able to breathe. So I was like really scared to get started because I was like, that's what's going to happen. Like I'm going to feel stuck. I'm not going to feel like I can't get enough oxygen. Like I knew that's what was going to happen. So I was panicking. So I didn't like hear all the instructions like super well. 
because I was having a panic attack. So, and then it all happened so fast. Like all of a sudden, like he had us do this test to like test our knowledge. I fucked it up because I was so anxious. And so we did it again. I messed up again and he had to like come like fix something. Um, so he was then just like, okay, we're good. Like I failed the, t <laughs> I failed the little like check twice and then he was like, well, no, like, you're good. Like, you got it, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I it's like, it. you paid me already. Just get in the water. <laughs> <laughs> you signed the contract. So, I'm no longer liable. Whatever. Jump in. Yeah. And then it just felt like it was happening so fast because, like, it felt like, okay, like, I kind of failed this, like, little check. I kind of feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And he was like, all right, let's go. And we go underwater. And that's when it starts. <laughs> oh, no. Right when you hit the depths of the I, ocean is when it starts. Yeah, we first – we're like pretty shallow at first and then all of a sudden like I realized like oh shit we're really deep like I look up and realize how low I am and I kind of like I truly thought I was gonna die I kind of start to like hyperventilate a little bit and I just like felt like I wasn't getting enough oxygen from this tank and oh my god I like kept thinking like I just wanted to go back up to the top and like breathe real fresh air and like calm down but like I knew if I did that like Keegan and the instructor were gonna come up with me and be like what's up you know like so I was just like just like, hold it together Caroline like you're okay and the instructor and Keegan kept like giving me like the there's a symbol it's like a symbol you give to like ask like are you okay and then you like respond with a thumbs up so they literally kept like looking at me and like Keegan especially and like kept like doing the signal like are you okay Keegan said he like saw it in my eyes that I was like just terrified like he saw that I was like truly so scared well because when you're doing that internal like calm yourself off the ledge like yeah you don't really you're so focused in your brain that you don't realize that your face is probably like <laughs> yeah and we had like the, all this mask and so Keegan really only could like see my eyes because you have something like in your mouth like to breathe and then you have like your you were fully dilated <laughs> yeah like my pupils are like black I was so scared and yeah so they kept like seeing if I was okay and I was like so panicked I couldn't enjoy it at all like even the cool thing like I remember like we saw like a pufferfish I think um we saw like all this cool stuff but I was so panicked. I don't even remember, like, any of it. It probably would have been so cool if I wasn't hyperventilating. That's most things in life. Could have been cool if only I wasn't hyperventilating. Yeah, but I did survive. Obviously, I'm here to tell the Thank tale. God. We got done, and Keegan was so amped. Like, I can't even – he was like, that was so cool. That was the coolest thing I've ever done. He was like, I'm going to look up, like – like Charleston can I go scuba diving in Charleston like he was like uh, this is amazing this is the coolest thing I've ever done and I was like please take me back to our room I need to go have panic <laughs> like I need to go cry it out in the shower right he got now. the old hard on for the old scuba dive just like the man from the night yeah. before and I was not I was like that's <laughs> love right there that is that's the sacrifice they're talking about when you're standing at that altar they're <laughs> like you love your partner so much that you will actually have a panic attack underwater worst case scenario <laughs> in my book personally and <laughs> let your husband like feel like he's on the playground again like at the high of being young and experience something for the first time 
that's love man that's that's beautiful yeah I was like you can I was like I will never ever go scuba diving with you or anyone ever again <laughs> like live out so your I dreams hope you enjoyed but it. that was <laughs> you need to find it yeah he, he, I was like I was like you you can go find a group of friends in Charleston that want to do that like it's not me it's not me yeah thumbs down for my signal yeah down but later that day I did get a, a massage for the first time Ooh, and it made me feel so much better and much more relaxed I had some champagne they were probably like you got some serious knots girl did you go through <laughs> any stress today <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was I was even anxious about the massage, so I must have been like so <laughs> tense because <laughs> I've never had one before. And I was like, I don't know, I'm scared to have like a stranger like touch me. I relate to that. I like no, I can't wait till I can afford to have a massage legit weekly. But uh, like the first time I do anything, I get like yeah nervous, and yeah, having a stranger touch me that's quite an interesting sensation that I've not um, experienced besides a one night stand. <laughs> one night one night only oh but yeah no I that's a great story I honestly that is such a survived it because I honestly I'm never I'm never I'm never I'm scooped that's probably one of my greatest fear escapes would be scoop diving and this bitch wants to swim with sharks what the fuck <laughs> that's different like nothing snorkel. lines up <laughs> nothing i'm even at i'm gonna snorkel with sharks. i'm out here at the <laughs> no aquarium waiting for like the harry potter snake scene to happen but with sharks they all come out of the tank <laughs> and they're just eating me oh my god anyway i i would not say i survived it though like i mean i physically survived it but i will never go scuba diving again. like you're still stewing oh still stewing. actual like <laughs> as if yesterday you can feel like you're under that water looking upward yeah, I still feel a little yeah. panic. <laughs> good, good uh, post-traumatic stress. What about you? Do you think you'll uh, go to another concert? Yeah, oh yeah, I've been to many since. I just, I will try <laughs> to not be in a hot location at future concerts. Because like once I start getting sweaty, that's when the panic hits. Yeah, I think I would never be able to go to a music festival because of my like fear of crowds. Yeah, I don't think it would be I your I can favorite. do a concert with seats. Yeah, you're my little grandma. My little grandma seats. friend. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> raging grandpa, and you're a sweet little old lady. You're my old lady. I mean, don't make it sound like I don't like to have fun. I just like to oh, have don't fun get twisted. in safe Don't spaces. get twisted. Care Bear knows how to party. But, <laughs> yeah, you're, it's very planned, as, as yeah. you said. Planned? <laughs> Planned inebriation. Planned inebriation. Now that's a t-shirt. Who's ready for our merch? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But yeah, well, it's been another magical fucking journey here on Pretty Much Fine. I hope you are related to some fears, got a little chill down your spine, but then felt better (laughs) overall for hanging out with us. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, I'll... Any parting thoughts, Kat? I mean, keep, like, messaging us with fears. I love hearing other people's fears. Message us with your still stewing or survived it. Please. Yes, email us. Hello at prettymuchfine.com. We would love to read your shit. Um, tell them where they can find us, Carol. You can follow us at prettymuchfinepod on Instagram and on TikTok. Pretty underscore muchfine on Twitter and prettymuchfine on YouTube. What's up, what's up, what's up?
we miss you guys already. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Um, can't wait to make your Sunday scaries worse with listing um, a bunch of fears. <laughs> Now you might have not had. Didn't think. Didn't think that one yeah, through. Yeah, didn't think that one through. But you know what? You know, grab a drink, grab a joint, see what happens. Will it be better? Will it be worse? See you next time. <laughs> we will talk to you guys next Sunday.